3: Getting ready for this regular season. We're not giving away too much, a lot of championship talk in Nickland. No, we just want to see some guys play well. And one of those guys we are talking about today, Junior, THJ, Tim Hardaway Jr., hoping he starts playing more like Senior. We'll send it around the horn with the boys to talk a little bit about his last season. You can look through two very different lenses when reviewing his year. I'm going to pass the mic first to Sir Gregory, the Knight of Middlebury. That's what nobody calls him. Greg Poon, give me your thoughts on last year's Tim Hardaway Jr. season.
0: So Tim Hardaway Jr. was actually having a pretty good season last year. Um, the Knicks were doing well for a long time. And then he like broke his foot or something. I don't really know. They're like, yeah, he's going to be out for like a day. And then he was out for like a, a really long time. And everyone was like, what's going, what's, uh, what's going on? <laughs> so I don't know. He ended up averaging seventeen and a half points per game, which sounds pretty good. But the one big thing that he he had trouble with was just knocking down open three pointers. But then he he just converts the most ridiculous two point shots nonstop. is is a very, he's an anomaly. I don't know. I don't know what to think of him. He he does some great stuff that you don't see many people do. Some of his finishes are unbelievable, but then he just bricks everything else that he shoots. So I don't know. Hopefully he's the best player on the team this year.
3: i would be nice. Some, some optimism at the end. Brother Ken Poon, Kenneth Andrew. I always make it look like I'm going to start kicking with him first, and then I send it to his brother, and I feel like an idiot briefly. But Kenny, what do you got? THJ.
1: Yeah, Jake, you got to you gotta keep people on their toes because, you know, when you, you tell them that I'm going to go first and then go to someone else, it just throws everyone off. Keeps them oh. on their toes. Get the adrenaline pumping. That's when we do our best work. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, 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 no, nah, I'm just kidding. Um, so, Greg is right, uh, as usual, about uh, all that stuff. Because Tim Hardaway Jr. had, you know, to start the season, he had a bunch of strong games. But – he also had a bunch of bad games like throughout the season, and his problem was that he was just very, very inconsistent. And there'd be times when he'd go off for a night, and uh, we'd be like, "Oh, this is it. He's turning the corner. He's going to, you know, be the player that we thought we were getting—an overpaid two guard, but you know, a serviceable player and a good, you know, additional piece to have on this team—a good secondary scorer." And then, you know, the next night he'd just go cold and wouldn't be able to make a shot. And, you know, that's, that's the thing that needs to change this year. He just needs to find some consistency. Um, if he can stick around his current scoring averages and just be more consistent shooting the ball, that's great. With KP out, I'd like to see him bump up those statistics, you know, earn some of that money that we gave him. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm hoping with uh, the new change of coaches and the – Hopefully, more free-flowing offense. He'll he'll have more open shots and be able to bump up his his uh, shooting percentages.
3: Kenny loved it into the the final of the Talking Knicks Big Three. Tommy Stats, Tommy Two Tone, Tommy. What do you know, Tommy Woogoslowski, Tom Tom Tom.
2: Guys, Tom. I'm here. Uh, good to be here. I'm looking forward to us doing some of our best work. Um, I, I'm going to try and live up to my name here, Tommy Stats. I'm going to throw one out. Tim Hardaway Jr., he uh he definitely went through one of the colder shooting slumps I can remember seeing from such a high-volume guy. He averaged just over seven three-pointers attempted per game, which was um towards the top of the league. Um, but in terms of volume, there were 89 players who shot at least 300 three-pointers. 89 players shot at least 303-pointers. And Tim Hardaway Jr. ranked 87th of that crew. Uh, not not good company either. Towards the bottom of that list, Russell Westbrook was at the bottom. Jake's boy, and then second to the bottom was Dennis Smith Jr. So, um, it was a uh, it, it was not pretty shooting the ball for someone who I think of as like a, a very strong shooter. And I just I don't see that being repeatable. Just that kind of. Just that cold streak, that slump—that's that's not the kind of player that Tim Hardaway Jr. is. I don't think that's how he projects to be. So I'm a, I'm optimistic this year that he'll he'll have a better all-around season.
3: And I'll I'll bring out my wizard wand and tap all of you on the head because I liked a little bit of what everyone said. Tom, obviously the efficiency—you you can't thirty-one percent from three—that's not going to cut it. Um, also he dropped to 42% from three, but we kind of thought that would be coming. Cause we knew he'd be more of the focal point with the Knicks with the Hawks. He kind of snuck into that score role to the end of the role that got him paid by Los Knicks. Kenny, you mentioned coach fizz. And I think that could be a big thing. We, uh, <laughs> we're not going into a Hornacek rant now, but I wouldn't say he was one of the top coaches last year. Um, Fizz is supposed to be a player's coach, free-flowing, all all the hot-button words you want to hear about a new coach. That could be huge for Timmy. And, Greg, you you kind of touched upon it a little bit. This guy, he was 25 last year. He he hit his career highs in points, rebounds, assists, and he showed a lot of good. And we, we laughed early in the year because we were getting our feet wet and we talked about him missing <laughs> so many open threes. He would, he would basically played like that kind of NBA era that was MJ passing it to LeBron where all these mid-range hand-in-your-face shooters, Marbury, Starbury, all the two guards, bad Joe Johnson before he kind of came useful again. Um, I don't know. It, it seems like a lot's there, but at the same time, there's this fear that we're not going to see any growth. So, Greg, spinning it back to you. I mean, what what can be the highs and lows for Tim Hardaway Jr. this year?
0: I mean, I think it just comes down to efficiency. He's just got to be knocking down threes, and I think that'll open everything up for him if, if if he does that better. I mean, with the Hawks in his last year, he shot thirty five percent from three, which is still you you probably want to be at thirty eight to forty. For mean, forty is pretty wishful thinking but if he was at 38 that's that's where they want him i mean as a rookie he shot 36% from 3 and so he, ideally he would have progressed since then but it really hasn't happened so uh is it going to change hopefully this is the year otherwise it, it it this might just be who he is i don't know
3: and and can kind of the same question to you and i i think something that I I think a lot of people have split opinions on is, you know, THJ, you see the stats go up and KP is out and he's getting more attention, but he's getting more of a usage rate and all that stuff. I mean, do we think with better guys on the courts, we're going to see those, the percentages naturally go up because he's going to get less attention. What do you think on that? And I mean, where, where are you on THJ and what he's going to do this year? Yeah, so
1: I think the, the personnel thing is is a real thing because the Knicks, they just didn't have any creators last year. So he wasn't getting, um, you know, driving dishes for wide-open threes, and the few times that he did get those, he wasn't making them. Uh, if they the Knicks can get some creators out there and, you know, set him up so he's not being forced to create his own shot, I think it's only going to help his statistics. And kind of somewhat to what Tom said earlier, He had a career low in, in a three point percentage last year on a career high of attempts. So he shot 31.7% on 7.2 attempts per game. And at some point, you know, you have to have regression to the mean, or I guess in this point, aggression to the mean, not sure what the right word is there, but I think those, those statistics won't stay. He's gonna he's gonna bump up his percentage. I don't know if it's gonna get up to thirty-eight percent like like Greg's hoping for just because that's not what he's done in his career. But I think getting up to thirty-five percent is is uh, is attainable, which is it's decent. You know, at his level of volume you'd like more, but it's decent. So I think this year there's a good chance that he's I don't think he could be less efficient. I guess is what it comes down to. And you know, now that they have a few other guys, like they have Trey Burke on the floor now who can create a little bit. He's not much of a passer, but he can create some some space. And they have, you know, hopefully Frank has progressed and they have Hazonia who can shoot it a little bit. So they have more guys to space the floor. And I think that's the key in today's games is you just, you just have to be able to space the floor and get open. If you can get those, here's to hoping he can knock them down. And I think he can at, at a higher clip than he has in the past.
2: Yeah, and Kenny, I agree that uh, THJ's role will definitely involve spacing the floor, but with the the contract the Knicks gave him, I just I have to think he has to be counted on for more playmaking of his own. So yes, he will benefit from others playmaking for him, and hopefully his efficiency should go up. But I don't think it's asking too much for him to be a secondary creator. And I know I I'm going to mention these stats on every one of these player preview podcasts. Um, but so, yeah, I'm, I'm writing for the Basketball Index, and they've created these these grades based on players' talents. The whole purpose of them is to try and strip away kind of context, how these players are being used in schemes, and really focus on these players' individual talents. And Tim Hardaway Jr., um, he really struggled in the playmaking category, especially among secondary creators. So he was a C-minus C- there. And uh, and one on one, he actually graded out to an A. So he actually benefited a little from from creating on his own. Kind of like going back to what Greg said early on. He he finishes shots that you don't expect him to. But it, it came to down to creating for others, where he seemed to really struggle. And and with so many young point guards on the team, I think he's really going to be counted on to do that this year again too.
3: And it it really does feel like. And well, again, it, uh, I feel a lot's going to tie into what Fizdale's offense ends up looking like. But with his finishing ability, if they can run a little and he can knock down open threes, I mean, it just feels like this guy could take a natural leap pretty easily. Which I I know we're all secret low key hoping for. But let's 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 reverse it back around the the horn, and we'll we'll kind of get some finishing notes. Maybe, maybe we'll sneak an over under in there. I mean, Tom, he's going into his year 26 season. It's his second season as kind of a known commodity and a guy you have to game plan around if you're the other team playing the Knicks that night. I mean, do we think this guy can take another leap? Do we think he can, I mean, I don't want to gasp, but, you know, approach almost all-star level in the East?
2: I think that kind of leap would be, that'd be like Victor Oladipo style, like, it's just so rare to see that kind of leap in in one season. Um, I'm not saying he's hit his his ceiling by any stretch. I mean, obviously, if he just hits his his open threes, his value goes up tremendously. And, and he's a guy who, unlike a lot of the Knicks last season, is someone you actually have to watch out for in transition. I know – I feel like the Knicks were one of the slower teams in the league last year um, just from watching. Them. I don't have any stats on that. But, like, THJ is someone who you actually – if you're the opposing team, you need to get back on D, or else he's going to get to the rim and he's going to finish in the restricted area. Um, if if he can just get his three point percentage up and continue to attack like that, he's going to be a very valuable offensive player. Defensively, I don't, I, I haven't heard him referred to as much more than average on that end of the uh, that end of the floor. But if he can become more of a lockdown perimeter defender. You know, borderline all-star, all-star snub. Maybe maybe all-star snub is his ceiling. But I um, like that. I don't hate that.
3: <laughs> I like that a lot. Kenny, reverse, reverse, reverse.
1: So uh, a lot of what Tom is saying makes sense to me. I think if he uh, – you know, I I just – I want him to be shooting better is what it comes down to. And I've said that a lot, and I, I'm feeling a little bit repetitive. But, you know, the – he – is getting a lot of shots and he got paid like he's going to be the second um, star on the team. And he, frankly, the, the historic historical stats didn't really back up everything that happened. Like the way that the Knicks justified it was saying that, yeah, he's paid as like the 12th highest shooting guard in the league and he's probably that, which didn't really make sense because there's just a lot of shooting guards who are a lot better than him and he was never like a top player on any team that he played for. So there was, it's a similar to the Jerome James situation where not as extreme, but he had a very good end of the year and the, that's what the Knicks were hoping they would see. So I'm just not sure if that's the player he is. Maybe this is getting a little too pessimistic, but you know, if he can bump up those percentages, if he can shoot, you know, 35% and just play solid defense on this year with, you know, not, no one's taking shots from him, right? He's going to be getting as many shots as he wants or needs. So like he could average, you know, he could average 20 points a game. If he could get to 35, uh, 35% shooting and play some defense, like Tom said, I think he can be that all-star snub that, you know, the Knicks have been waiting for.
0: All right. I got, I got something to say. So
1: I'll lead off by saying, there's
0: gonna be zero all stars on the Knicks this season. Wow. What? That's, really I mean, that's right, not this is
3: the Knicks pod, dude.
0: That's not news. I want you all <laughs> to know that fact. Uh, and then, secondly, in his first four seasons, Tim Hardaway Jr. started 62 games combined. In his last season with the Knicks, he started 54. So,
1: does that include the D League stint? Uh, no. That was That was, Tough. A, that was a joke because he got sent down to the D League. Wow. So, Tough.
0: I mean, they really paid this guy who's a—he's he played in seventy-nine games and started thirty in his last year year in Atlanta. So that's a lot of money for this guy. And then, basically, the, the contract is what lifted all these expectations on him instead of just looking at what he's been doing in the past. So. He's got. If he wants to live up to the contract, then then he's got to ball out. But if he is what he is, his stats say he is. I feel like I've been very pessimistic about him in this podcast, but maybe, maybe this deep dive into the, the stats has made me just realize what what is actually happening.
2: Yeah, Kenny was asking me about sort of his uh, his stats on wide open threes versus open threes, and I, I just pulled those up real quick. Uh, so, so Tim Hardaway Jr. took two wide open three-pointers a game last year and he he actually hit on 41% of those which is solid it's not incredible for wide open but it's you know it's not embarrassing the problem is he took about four open three per game and he only hit 31% of those it's so it's pretty bad it's pretty bad yeah if you if you're taking four open three-pointers a game so nba.com defines uh, open threes on being 4 to 6 feet from the closest defender so Um, yeah, he can get that 31% on open three pointers up, which is very doable. Then, uh, he's going to be more valuable, but yeah, the all-star talk was, uh, pretty outrageous. And maybe
1: it's a year late to be having this conversation, but I feel like, uh, he got paid like the second star on the team when he's more up for the role on a good team of, you know, the bench scorer, who's just going to come in and be a gunner, like, I just don't know that he is the right guy to be the the second the second guy on a good team.
3: Well, and that's that's kind of where I started with the two lenses cuz I I think you guys have hit on a lot of it and I I came out a little aggressive with the all-star talk, but again, so his age 25 season, it's his first time getting more than 27 minutes a game or getting more than 28 minutes a game, excuse me. And he's taking a lot of shots. He comes into New York in his first games. The team's playing pretty solid. We saw Chris Depp's really take off, and Tim still he was playing okay. He was kind of where his numbers finished the years at, but we saw him missing these these open threes, and you started to get those wide eyes as Nick fans as you start to do early in the season. Can we compete for a six seed? And then TFA things fall apart. But I don't know. I just I just. I love storylines when I fill out an NCAA bracket. That's where I, I like to picture a storyline, an old coach facing their old team when, when I have to flip a coin or whatever. I don't know. I just think it would be odd if this guy going into his age 26 season, who took a little time to develop, with the new coach, if, if he takes a step back, I think that would be more surprising than him taking a step forward.
1: But Absolutely.
3: So so there's some positive stuff guys, but let's let's finish it like we've been doing it with a quick over under. We'll we'll go we'll go to Greggy first. How about this? Tim Hardaway Jr. KP out to start the year. How about 19 points per game?
0: I will take the under, but not by much. I think he's going to be over 17 and a half, which is what he had last year. So I'm really giving myself a pretty tight window there. So
3: <laughs> like that.
0: <laughs> so it'll, it'll be in that it will average 18 point something.
3: Ken, I'm i uh,
1: I'm going to take the over on that. Like, like you said, KP's out. And even when he comes back, I don't think he's going to come back and, you know, average 40 minutes a game. So I think they're going to, they're going to bring him back slowly. And then who else is taking shots from him? It's going to be Enos Cantor. It's going to be Kevin Knox. It's going to be Trey Burke. Like, Tim Hardaway is going to get as many shots as he wants. So and you know like we said he he's his shooting numbers have to increase. Like there's just no way that it's sustainable for him to shoot that poorly. So I have to imagine he's going to average more than 19.
3: Tommy,
2: Kenny, you think he's going to be a 20 point per game scorer?
1: I i I'm more than 19. There's a one point window there where he's not a 20
2: point <laughs> scorer, but yes, you and your brother really paying. <laughs> really?
3: <into the laughs> I'm so. glad I was going to make it 20. I jumped down to 19 at the last minute and I'm very happy. I did Tommy.
2: <laughs> I, I'm going to take the under here. I think he'll be right around his last season's average, but I, I think that this team is going to be given a lot of minutes to the young guys, a lot of opportunities to, uh, to guys like Kevin Knox to, to get some shots up. It just seems to be kind of what Fizdale values. I, I, yeah, I mean, Courtney Lee's going to be hopefully taking some shots too to help the younger guys along, like we've talked about. But uh, I, I'm going to go under. I think he'll be right around that 17 and a half average.
3: Well, I, I guess it's a little hot take ish. I think he's going to get there. I just think improvement makes sense from the new coach to his age and how his career has progressed. And I just think when this team needs a bucket, again, <laughs> can he touch upon it? Look around the horn. <laughs> Iso to Hazonia. I mean, I think Trey Burke's going to push it. Kevin Knox is going to be young to start. So I don't know. We uh, Tim Hardaway's going to be one of the big players to watch this year, and I hope you guys enjoyed listening to us gab about it. This was Talking Knicks PPP for Tim Hardaway Jr., if you could leave us a five star review. And hey, if you're checking into this one, listen to some of the others. And we hope to catch up with you some more during the season. So thank you.
1: Next day.